Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PersysGrowroom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week, we have Monkey. Hello, guys. Monkey down here in the Southeast US. Hope everyone is wonderful today. And we also have Bubblehawk. G'day, guys. Bubblehawk here from Australia. How are we today? <laughs> yes, yeah, so they can't really answer back. They're not in the room. They can answer in the chat. They can answer. They they know what's going on. (laughs) You're a little bit tired. They sound a little bit tired, Bullhawk. I mean, we can call it tired. We can call it hungover. We can call it um, a little bit a little bit travel travel weary. It's always a good term. Uh, Nice. Was it was it fun? Was it worth it? Oh, it was a blast. It was really good catching up with family and stuff. And, um, and it was, um, yeah, it was just, it was a beautiful spot to get up there and, and, um, and have a look, but, uh, it's, it's been an experience. Nice. I'll say that. (laughs) Uh, This was one of the first times you had air travel with your medicine, right? Uh, yeah. First, first time I've been on a plane since the beginning of the pandemic and first time, uh, traveling with, yeah, medicinal cannabis and, it was an experience. I will say that. Um, so getting, was getting you scared, on the, bro? I don't, it wasn't so much scared as, as like, is this like, if you know how something feels wrong, but you know, you know, you're okay. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's, there's that, that niggling feeling in the back of your mind. Like if, if this isn't okay, this shit could go bad <laughs> and sideways oh, I get real it, I quick. Get it. Here we go. But yeah, got up and got up and had a, a an awesome, awesome weekend with some family and, and, a, and a great wedding. And then uh, on the way home, <laughs> I, you know, whether I'm just not, not with it, I don't know. Um, but clearly, you know, inside the bag, just <clears throat> covered in weed, <laughs> just wow. everywhere inside my travel on. Um, and so I wasn't thinking, put my bag through the system and uh, yeah, got stopped, got pulled up. And they've gone, you know, is this your bag? I'm like, yeah, 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 that's mine. And he's like, so there's a big thing we can't see in here and there's some organic matter. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, my God, there's <laughs> a big thing we can't see. What the <laughs> fuck organic is that mean? Oh, my God. And also because because I had one of those smell-proof bags, it's carbon lined, but it oh, also yeah, yeah. had like a steel tray in it. But the steel tray has a magnetic strip on the back of it. So... If it, when it's in the bag, it goes through the x-ray machine. It just shows up as this big black mass. So there, there's me standing in the middle of an international departure lounge, <laughs> getting my bag stripped, and there's just weed all over the checking bench. <laughs> People just <laughs> love it. Me. <laughs> and I'm sitting there pulling out all my paperwork, like, man, it's legal. Look, look. <laughs> it's on me stuff. And because I'm hungover as shit, I'm like, I don't know if I'm doing this right. I don't know if I'm going to be arrested. <laughs> don't even know if I'm going to make it home today. <laughs> Damn. What a but pain I'm in the But I'm that's it. At least you, you got, got out, you know, it, it is legal where you are. So you're able to do these things, which is cool. Well, they were really, well, I mean, legal for medicinal, which is, you know, mm-hmm. please don't try this. Like, this is a prime example of why you don't try this if you don't have a prescription because you would have been put in prison. Hmm. Maybe that's um, the, the first downside we've found with cannabis compared to pharmaceutical medication. It takes up more space. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, well, it, it depends if you have yeah. concentrates or not, I guess. Huh? Mm, I suppose. Mm -hmm. But but in we'll triple flower form, it does, definitely. Th there's only certain concentrates you can get here at the moment. It's pretty limited. So um, as, a, as a medicinal user and what's on the market, but um, it wasn't, look, it wasn't bad, but I, I would, yeah, I, I will be doing it differently next time I have mm. to fly. Let's just say that. Yeah. I've learned Good a few though. things. I'm glad you had a relatively no problems yeah good good that you're back safe mate safe and reasonably yes. sober to do the show <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll be reasonable he'll be fine by wednesday yeah. yeah wednesday i'll be okay <laughs> we had a week off last week as many of you are probably aware we had a week off just to chill it's been a busy week been busy but it was uh it was a bit boring to get away really maybe we should have just done the sunday show anyway you know <laughs> <laughs> i understand but at the same time i have to admit last sunday not not having to, to break my day in the middle and it was mm -hmm. kind of nice uh thoroughly enjoy the show doing the show and being here yeah but mm -hmm. it was a treat not to have to worry about it for that for a week it was just no editing mm -hmm. which was the major difference for me because you know it's yeah. always good to get together and chat with all of you guys and the people in the chat you know and talk about news shit like that that's all fun but when it comes to the editing that's the pain in the ass man and didn't have to do that all week but it's not like i had any free time that time was just for something else. <laughs> reshuffled is all it is really. that, you know I what i mean it's I like, oh it. no now we get to do this instead that's <laughs> right we didn't have any interviews or a show so i had plenty of other things piled up in the background mm -hmm. but it's always good fun I and i don't want anybody listening to the show and thinking oh they need a week off because it's so much of a difficult job and because it, it is difficult and shit but we enjoy doing this shit. This is good fun. Uh, you're having everybody come here on a Sunday and we all smoke and we, we'll get a little high. You know, we have a good time. So it is fun. It is good fun. And we want to thank everybody for coming here to join us every week. Legends. Don't forget to hit that like button. Do it. Yeah, man. Oh, yes. So I we, like is there anything else we can chat shit about before we get onto the serious stuff? Because you know, John, Dude, are you serious? Us to, uh, push on. Sorry, it was Are you serious? Thing? We can chat shit for hours. I mean, very true. <laughs> you very know true. this. We have to rein ourselves in from getting mm -hmm. too far out there. Maybe we should. We need to do a Patreon session soon. We haven't done a Patreon session for a while where everybody can just join us in the Zoom and we just well, chat shit together. Almost yeah, did one last last weekend. Mm -hmm. You know, we kind of did an informal session with a few people that just happened to be around, but it was so unannounced that we only had but three or four patrons in there. Yeah, yeah. Artman said, "Bong, let's hit that shit before we move forward." Just a little bong here. Just a little bong. Here. Just a little bong here, huh? Not the big bong. Man, you know, I don't hit the bong very often, right? And this was the fucking from the lemon tree, and it's been curing for so long now. It's delicious weed. Mm -hmm. Took a, a cleaned my bong yesterday, so the, the filter's all new, and, you know, you're like, <clears throat> yeah, man, it's going to taste a lot cleaner. But I forgot the amount of smoke that's also going to come through a clean filter. So I hit, this, <laughs> I hit this shit, man, and I took a big blast, and I was like, "Fucking proper got me in the chest," you know, blew that shit out, a few coughs. I was oh. mashed, mashed. Fuck, <laughs> so, is that a little bit too much? Am I gonna wipe it here? Am I gonna be sick? What the? I'm gonna need to hold it together, you know. But, but damn, I was on the brink there. Damn, damn. <laughs> Apparently, I went slightly too hard. The other the other morning so we had to stay in a tent and i've um you know it's look when i get together with family like i don't drink it's one of those things like i'll only drink in a, in a social circumstance and the amount of beer i drank would kill a drop there and then, <laughs> like 
I was, and I'm fine. I'm fine to drink, but I, I made the mistake of like, I'd had, I'd hit a little bit earlier on, but drank way too much. And then at the end, I'm like, yes, it's like fucking four in the morning. I'm going to, I'm going to have one. So I rolled up this massive, like massive doobie. It was huge. And it's like, I'm like, oh, I'll sprinkle a little bit of this in there. Oh. Sprinkle a little bit of that in there. I was pissed, man. You know, one of those things. And my, we're sleeping in tents and my poor brother, I've, I've wandered back <laughs> into the tent at like fucking 5am. He's been in there for a couple of hours and he reckons that I just laid down on the, on the, um, like the little mattress and I've put my, I've laid on my back, put my hands over my head within 30 seconds, chainsaw snoring. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. I was gone. Out like a light. Shit, man. <laughs> Uh, Stone Wolves just said there, over the COVID, Mackie, if I'm doing well. Yeah, everybody's over the COVID now. It's just a thing of the past. So that's very cool. Uh, my taste is back and the smell is back. And that's why I'm hitting the lemon tree in the bong. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But yes, nice intro there, everybody. Uh, we should move on to the actual meat of the shit. So we don't just sit here chatting shit and, you know, going on to mm. subjects, which we shouldn't talk about because we like to do that very often. So <laughs> let's go on to the news stories, which will also make us talk about things we shouldn't talk about. Let's do it. <laughs> wow. Did you hear that? Is that Bubba Hawk dying there? Are you all right, Bubba Hawk? No, that was that was monkey dying this time. I'm was still monkey? I'm doing well. Yeah, oh, it was. Oh. I had the temperature up a little bit high on the mighty. It's like, ooh, that, that kind of smarted oh. a little bit. Back so, that yes. down. This week's cannabis news and events. There's lots going on, man. There's there seems to be lots going on anyway. So who even wants to go first here? I mean, uh, Bubba Huck, I think I picked a story for you and it's a bit of a controversial one. We'll get to that one at the end. We'll give, finish up with you, that one. That's what we'll do. Of course you give the half, the half pissed Australian the controversial shit. Thanks for that. No problem, man. No problem. I thought it would be a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> it, it, it encourages conversation. Let's just say it like oh, that. Um, I'm good. I can deal with controversy. So monkey's got some good shit to talk about first. Uh, yeah, let's start. Let's start here with, uh, you, you know, this is a home grow show. So I think this is just a natural starting point for us. It's, a, uh, it's an article that comes from Forbes. It says the cannabis home grow market could soar up to nearly $4 billion by 2030. But anyway, as, as the legal uh, cannabis market expands, uh, Forbes uh, noted some companies are now looking at the, what the economic impact of the home grow market is going to be. When I first saw the headlines being $4 billion by 2030, I thought, damn, that's pretty good. That means in the U.S. we're going to grow $4 billion worth of weed in 2030. Uh, but no, I had to read down the article. And actually what that means is that by 2030, it's estimated that consumers will be spending $4 billion buying supplies to grow their own home grow. That right. to me is an impressive thing right there. And that should be getting some people's attention pretty damn fast. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. $4 billion is, is crazy. Now that, that figure takes into account a lot of, a uh, lot of things. Uh, basically what they're thinking is uh, right now, they're saying about 7% of, of pe people are having a legal market and about 5% in, in, in illicit markets are their home growers. Uh, so it's relatively small amount of participation in there. Uh, Three million or six percent of cannabis users grow their own flower. Not bad. People who grow their own flower, no, uh, no surprise here, are more likely to have green thumbs, more likely to have vegetable gardens, and have gardening as a hobby. Uh, hmm. 
65% of home growers are either married or in a relationship and have kids in their responsibility under 18 years of age. Mm -hmm. This goes to show you that cannabis can be safely grown at home with younger younger children around and it can be controlled. But it's because those are the people who can't who don't have the expendable income to just go and blow 200 pounds on an ounce of weed. They'll be like, I don't know oh, about that. Though, I better go grow my own. Yeah. Well, that's true. That can be the case. But, you know, with more than half grow, half of the home growners in the states earning more than fifty thousand dollars a year and a quarter of them over one hundred thousand dollars a year, they're wow. looking at actually premium supplies on the market because you would think, mm. yeah, they can't afford this expensive weed. But that's not only the reason people are actually starting to grow because they enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. man. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a great to me. This is a fantastic story. And it it definitely goes to show what this show's all about, you know, growing your own cannabis. It's not just about the cannabis. This is a hobby. This is an art. And this is mm-hmm. what we do. Mm-hmm. So I thought this was really good that they're finally admitting that home growers are going to be a huge part of this market by 2030, if we're not already, you know, especially mm-hmm. with the energy costs nowadays, mate. <laughs> you oh, know, we're yeah. paying a huge amount to the energy companies plus taxes, you know, it's going to be uh, worth a lot of money. Now, there's some what? other other tie-in articles on this if you kind of cross-reference back and forth. And I saw something in an article that they, they estimated that this year, in 2020, Home Grow was, would be responsible for uh, a, a product that could be sold at market prices for up to $15 billion worth of cannabis. Wow, man. That's a lot of weed, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is all coming from home growers. So, you know, we're serious. I've been saying this the whole time. When it comes to especially legalization in countries that haven't already, it's the amount of money that the government can make just taxing the things that people buy to grow it. Because like, mm. I know I don't know what it's like there, but here everything you buy is taxed. Oh, so yeah. the government's making money off that. They then tax like and, you know if you're gonna if you're gonna sell it yourself and you have a regulation you're going to get taxed on that. You're going to be paying for fees. You're going to be paying for tests. All of that cover, all of that gets kickbacks to the government. It's all money. All that thing can go into community services. It can go into health services. Mm-hmm. It can go into education. You know, there's so many good things that can be done with it, um, yep. which is why I get all, all pissy about it when it comes to um, them saying, oh, we can't, can't let people grow at home. They'll burn their fucking house down. Well, no, don't get mold in the walls. <laughs> <laughs> well, you give you a statistic on that. You know, in 2022, uh, they're estimating that we're going to produce 11 million pounds of dried flour in the U.S. Wow. And man. we haven't had a lot of people having to go to the hospital with bad weed. You know, home grow seems to work just fine. Now, that's more than 13 times Colorado's legal flour market. Woody's just getting a bit affluent there in the chat. Look, (laughs) I really don't know if my weed is better than street weed or not. I haven't bought any fucking street weed since I can remember. You know what I'm saying? Uh, (laughs) Trust us, bro. But it's been a while, man. (laughs) Holy crap, it's been a long time. I wouldn't know either. Every time someone brings street weed over to my house, I throw it in the bin and give them some of mine. (laughs) It's bad, Woody. It's bad, bro. Yeah. People don't bring weed out around me anymore. I don't throw people's medical weed away, but I, I still say mine's better than the medical weed because the medical seems to be a little bit drier and not as terpy and delicious. Everything is better homemade. It doesn't even matter why it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've had some pretty good, uh, you know, top shelf dispensary stuff grown by really good growers though. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say all the commercial stuff is bad, but you know, I, I still, I like my home grow. But anyway, this is, this was really, it's a good article and it's, it's a, it's a promising thing. 
saying that maybe this economy, maybe this business is going to start taking home growers seriously now because we are going to be putting a lot of money into this economy by 2030. Four mm. billion bucks, man. That's a lot of cash. Mm-mm. How much How much money you guys would you imagine? I'm just, this would be a rough guess. Come on, this is just spitballing out there. But, you know, this, uh, we might spend $4 billion to grow it, but what do you think the value of that, of that cannabis would be after we grow it? Fucking hell, that's a good point, mate. That's yeah. $40 billion just to grow it. Damn, the sales. The, well, the thing is, you know, because uh, you and I got, both know it. Yeah, it costs you to finally start your grow up, but once you get going, that pay, you're paid back so fast. So that $4 billion could easily turn into $20 billion, simply. Mm. Easy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, would, I would say you're pretty... You, probably more so when you think about it when you think about how how quickly you know what one or two runs pays back most of the gear mm-hmm. unless you're like mm-hmm. me and you and you're a pest and you continually buy shit you don't need yeah and but, to be clear i'm not saying that this is how much it will be sold for i'm just saying that this is how this is the value of the cannabis that will be grown and consumed by their these home growers Huge saving themselves yeah. saving themselves from having to go and buy it by growing exactly. their own but this is the savings they will accomplish and that's great man because like, like mm. you were saying, Mackie, not everybody can afford to do this. Mm-hmm. You know. Nice, man. Yeah. So things are moving serious, forward. In, in serious places. industry here, man. Very serious. We could talk about one we have from the UK here as well, which uh, it's uh, a little different. The proceeds of crime hearing for XPC who admitted Penrith cannabis production. That's not PC as in personal computers. That's a police constable. That's a police officer in the UK who decided to quit the police force and then be like, I'm going to go and grow some weed. (laughs) And he grew a shitload of weed and now he's getting fined for it. So we'll have a quick look at this story here. I get the news article up so you can see it. There we go. So this is from the BBC. So take this with a massive pinch of salt because that's how they roll. (laughs) Former police officer. (laughs) Sorry, that's right there. Stop that. I got a good tangent right there. What would be the one news source I should trust in the UK? Oh, absolutely none, mate. Yeah, okay. Right. None. <laughs> Go outside. That's right? what I had to ask. <laughs> Look around a bit. Use your ears. Is there anything major going on? No, that's really the only news you need. So then just go back okay. in. Don't trust okay. any of these fuckers, man. Yeah. Change it over. Sorry, anyway, it over. <laughs> you get me wound up about the, the mainstream media. Yeah, just Fuck wind him. him up and let him go. <laughs> exactly. so, I'm Matthew trying to tell Ray. a story here, man. <laughs> So anyway, a former police officer who made more than one million selling homegrown cannabis has been ordered to pay back about a tenth of his profits, which isn't bad, right? 100K? You know, you got you get, you get to keep 900K? <laughs> He's a crooked ass mofo. Even when he left the force, they're crooked. David Allen, 69, grew drugs in a sophisticated factory at his school Ooh. holdings near the school of Penrith. The long-serving soldier and former Northumbria police officer was ordered to pay £102,059 within three months or face a 12-month jail term. Can you say to the judge here, <laughs> could you be like, how about I just keep all the money and I just do the 12 months? <laughs> you know, what job are you going to get that's going to earn one hundred and two k? You know, British pounds, real money. You know, it's... <laughs> He's crooked, man. He's crooked. Sounds like it. Yeah, he's like, would you do a year in prison for 100K? Hmm. Now, police were alerted to his drug farm in 2020 because of the pungent smell. Now, of course, you know, you got that rule number three, but this was a pretty big farm. For anybody who's watching the podcast now, 
you can see the pictures of the farm and it's it's a bit hefty. This guy must have been using a lot of electricity. Yeah. Uh, Alan was sentenced last year for drug offences, but it was back at Carlisle Crown Court for a proceeds of crime hearing. Police called to the property in Eden and found a sophisticated setup with dozens of plants in a range of specialist equipment, including timer lamps, specialist equipment, you know. Yeah, really. <laughs> a timer lamp. <laughs> Everybody, yeah. We have, I've got plenty of those things, timer lamps around. My well, grandmother has those specialist equipment. Fuck, you know, heaters and a ventilation system designed to maximize yield. Well, Damn, this is the dodgy every house bit. Though. Has that stuff? Ventilation, you know, timers, my God! But this is the dodgy bit here. It says weapons, including a crossbow and air rifles, were strategically placed around the property to protect it. Uh, well, that's a bit dodgy, but that's what you have to do in circumstances like this when you're growing the fucking weed illegally. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, know, you can't really. Uh, you have to try and defend yourself, and you know, probably I, your already, staff. I think I've already decided, man. It, I wouldn't defend myself. Hell, it ain't worth it. You know, mm. hurt somebody for this? No, not going to happen. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. That, that's a different debate for the after party. We'll do that. Then. There you go. There no. you go. Sorry <laughs> to bring it up. De- detectives, <laughs> carry, you know, so I kill them motherfuckers. No. <laughs> so, no, no, let's not do it. Let's not do it. Okay. Detectives who carried out a financial investigation estimated the potential wholesale value of the drug yield could have been £50,400 and £336,000, which is a shitload of money. It also identified unexplained cash deposits approaching half a million pounds to an ex-partner in the Philippines. Alan, who served as a PC in Northumbria Police between 1993 and 1997 and was in military service for 24 years, admitted charges related to cannabis production and the criminal cash was... And criminal cash, right? That's a strange one. And it admitted charging charges relating to cannabis production and criminal cash. <laughs> okay. Mm. And was sentenced to 43 months in July last year. He was found to have benefited to the tune of £1,211,135.90. Uh, his available assets were agreed to be 102059 uh, and were said to include 12,000 cash seized from Allen's and a valuable car. So this police officer well, he decided to go and grow some cannabis. And uh, I don't know, man, I think he still earned up pretty well here, right? He's, <laughs> he's in profit still. Well, so what's, I don't what's know, it sounds like his, his fine equals his cash value. What does that yeah. mean? Yeah. They basically took everything. Mm. What's classed as criminal cash? What's, what's criminal cash? Is it I like, suppose, is I suppose it, cash is... register has been earned illegally, isn't it? Hasn't been taxed okay. on the way in or something. I just I just had visions of banknotes covered in coke that steal other banknotes out of your wallet. Apparently, like, you know, there's a large percentage of banknotes <laughs> in the UK that are covered in coke. There's, 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 there's a lot of them that are, that are covered in coke here and probably stripper ass sweat. Let's just be honest. <laughs> but. <laughs> but that's not so bad, right? <laughs> well, well, Depends, I, mean, I mean, really, come on. <laughs> sticking guys, pink eyes, never great. <laughs> there we go. I knew we'd get there sooner or later. Oh, good. <clears throat> Sanitize <throat> your hands and your banknotes, people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and never ever touch your face. You know? yeah. <laughs> so, what should we move on to next? Uh, Bubble Hawk, should we go on to your controversial one? Let me have a look. Did you even have a look at this? I posted the link for you here. I, I, I mean, I'll put it. I'll put it there, but it, it wasn't. I didn't know if she was going to show up today because she was partying for so long over the weekend. 
Are you yeah, here? You're here. You did it. Hold on, hold on. What's going on here? So it's only bringing me up the playoffs. Yeah, scores I, I, and I see. Yeah, I see it. WNBA playoffs is what. Well, I'll pick this one out because um, I wanted. Oh, it is. No, right. I got to scroll up, maybe. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I found it. I found it. I started scrolling scroll, and I found scroll it. Scroll down. Scroll down. Well, why is it the second one down? Anyway, yeah, there we go. That's the. It's the second one down. That's the one we need. Okay. Oh, okay. Here we are. Okay. We did. So, uh, Goddamn stoners. This is, yep. this is impossible. You know, <laughs> it's like it's worse than working with pets uh, or children go. at this point. <laughs> um, all right. So Russia confirms it seeks convicted arms dealer in potential prisoner swap for WNBA star Brittany Griner. <laughs> oh man, we okay. always knew this was so going to be the case. We knew we? This was coming. Um, for the first time since uh, WNBA star Brittany Griner's arrest for drug possession in February. Uh, Russia has officially confirmed there are ongoing negotiations with the United States government regarding a potential prisoner swap. On Saturday, the Moscow Times reported Russia has officially acknowledged it seeks convicted arms dealer Victor Bout to be part of the deal. Um, the discussions on the very sensitive topic of an exchange are proceeding via the channels chosen by our presidents, said Alexander uh, Dachiev head of the North America Department of the Russian Foreign Ministry, according to the Russian state-owned news agency TAWS. Uh, silent, sorry, silent diplomacy continues and should bear fruit in Washington, of course, is careful not to fall into propaganda. Um, Bout, also known as the Merchant of Death, oh, was arrested in Thailand in 2008 and then extradited to the United States convicted of conspiring to kill Americans in 2011 and is currently serving a 25-year prison sentence. I, before I continue here, because this is the first time me reading this article, this seems like a, a bit of a lopsided exchange at this point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so last week, Griner was found guilty on drugs charges in Russia and was sentenced to nine years in prison. She's been in custody since her arrest on February 17 at an airport near Moscow for having vape cartridges containing hashish oil um, marijuana concentrate in her Ooh, luggage scary her lawyers yeah no, it's the first time i've said that in a long time it sounds wrong to say that word uh, in her luggage her lawyers plan to appeal but the united states government has also been trying to help after her sentencing president joe biden told the media he was hopeful about the situation in may his administration declared griner to be wrongfully detained last month secretary of the state anthony blinken confirmed that the US government has put a substantial proposal on the table for Griner's release, although no details on this proposal were given. Uh, although Russia confirmed this week that negotiations are underway, it didn't disclose any details on who would be involved in the swap. However, multiple outlets have reported Griner and Corporate Security Director Paul Whelan would be part of the deal in exchange for Victor Bout, a convicted arms dealer. He's currently serving a 25-year prison sentence in the US. Uh, mm -hmm. Whelan serving... So Whalen is serving a 16-year prison sentence in Russia after being arrested in 2018 and convicted of spying in 2020. The Biden administration also considers Whalen to be wrongfully detained. Uh, while talks between Russia and the United States have been ongoing for months, Russian officials have preferred to not make their discussions public. Russian's Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov and Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov uh, have both said that they prefer... The discussions between the two countries to be private, only taking place through an established communication channel that Biden and Vladimir Putin established in 2021 when they met in Geneva. 
the US has already made mistakes trying to solve such problems via microphone diplomacy. They're not solved in that way, Peskov said earlier this month. Okay. And then so, so this like is uh, this is pretty much what me monkey said when this first happened and we're like this is going to end up being a prisoner exchange between mm. the Russians. But yeah. the, the yeah. thing this is where the debate begins. You know, it's like should they be doing this? Uh, Joe Rogan brought up a good point where he said, why is this woman so special when we have thousands of people here? Not we, because I'm not from, you know, I'm paraphrasing what he said. You know, Elon so, Musk, I think that was. No, Joe Rogan. I've seen a clip of Joe Rogan saying this shit. It's like, Musk why is she Musk's, so special? Because she yeah. can throw a ball into a hoop. You know, there's thousands yeah, of Musk people Musk said the, the same UK, thing, basically. When we have, have so many people in prison already in the US. What, why, that, why are we dealing with one person right now you know the whole thing it's crazy this this uh the whole deal has been leaked for for quite a while over here i I knew that that was you know this is always the thing whenever someone especially when there's issues and there's tensions between um, countries it all this is always the way it ends up so you know there's always political fodder and um you know it's always there's always this big um kicking and hoorah over stuff and then this what i mean you can't you can't tell me a couple of vape cartridges are worth what twenty five or well, minimum twenty five something odd people that they were talking about um, that old mate was wanting to where was it uh, what was his conviction in the states that's what I was trying to find uh, it was espionage right he was trying to get uh, secrets and shit conspiring to kill Americans in twenty eleven so he's, mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. he's got a twenty five year sentence. And uh, she's got a nine-year sentence. I mean, you know, I, ridiculous. Just, yeah, you, you could see it coming, but and it's if 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 it gets her back, I understand. But at the same time, maybe they've got someone who, you know, you know, yeah, we can all agree. We, I mean, all of us listening to this podcast and us on the panel here, we can all agree that there is absolutely no reason why that woman should be going to prison for nine no. years for possession of CBD fucking cartridges or cannabis in general. It's an absolute farce and we shouldn't be in this position in the first place. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately mm-hmm. we are. And she knew the fucking rules, man. She was going to Russia. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, man, you, you can't take cannabis into Russia. You know, this, yeah. whoever was her, who was ever advising her on the travels. And I assume that she had somebody mm-hmm. advising her on travels should have brought this up a long time ago, but yeah, so it's great. She's going to get out. And this other guy who's over there for trying to sneak weed in and, and shoes and stuff, he's going to get out. So we're going to get two people back that are probably no danger to the world. And they're going to get back somebody who sells weapons that kills tens of thousands of people every day. Mm-hmm. It's shocking. Uh, what's the deal here? You know, this is what people have been saying around here. This but, is know, not a fair swap. I get it, but. Eh. But if it happens yeah. and she does get out of prison and a friend gets out of prison and, you know, they get brought back to the U.S. It's like on that same day when they land and they're free for possession of cannabis in Russia. Then you better be letting everybody else out. Crooked ass motherfuckers, man. You can't yeah. keep leaving people in prison for possession of cannabis when you've gone through these extents to make sure that those people don't stay. It's like, come mm-hmm. on, man. You, you got to treat everybody fairly, right? You do. Crazy. I mean, that's you know how fair uh, us stoners we always want that fair fairness thing. Treat everybody the same. Give us give everybody the same treatment. So you're fighting for one, you better fight for us all. So we have one more news article to cover. Do you want to head on to that one next, monkey? Yeah, sure. Um, now, you know, since we're today, what we're going to be doing in Grow Guys is kind of going back to basics. We're going to talk about grow terms. I thought we might want to go back to a little bit of the basics 
about cannabis. And so here's an article that comes to us from The Bluntness, and it's called 10 Surprising Things Most People Don't Know About Cannabis. Now, if you've been growing cannabis for a while, or, you, or you're kind of a, uh, a, a cannoisseur, you probably know most of these things, but I bet you that there are people out there that are going to do downloads or possibly in the chat now that don't know all of these things. So let's take a look at what this thing says. First, number one, cannabis works naturally with your body. You know, have you ever wondered how cannabis works with so many different health maladies? The answer is it lies in the endocannabinoid system, which is essentially a molecular level system that helps your body modulate nearly every metabolite process in your body. So cannabis is not actually treating the illness, it's stimulating your body to fix the problem. Yeah. It's, they've, they've found that these uh, cannabinoid receptors don't only exist in your brain, they exist all over your body and through, through uh, your skin, many of your organs, and so that we can actually treat many maladies on source using very different things. Now, the second one is one that's always been, been kind of a, a, a uh, let's say, <laughs> sticking point for me, because uh, a lot of people wouldn't know this unless you've been around cannabis for a while, and it is that a, a lethal dose of cannabis is impossible. Now, we've talked about this on an earlier show where Aslinger had claimed he had to, you know, in order to get all of these war on drugs and things, the U.S. government had to define certain things, and so back in the day, they designed a test to try and, and kill, basically kill a chimpanzee by smoking as much cannabis as it took. They called the experiment done after 1200 pounds and the chimp died. Okay. <laughs> so the chimp didn't die of, 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 of smoking cannabis. The chimp died because it couldn't breathe. Yeah. Couldn't get any fresh air. At the end. <laughs> exactly. So even though there is considered a lethal dose level of cannabis, you cannot consume that much. You, it's, it's not going to happen. You know, you'll pass out from, from a lack of oxygen before this ever happens. But seriously, there are zero recorded deaths attributed to cannabis. Mm, sure, people yeah. that have died, died from consuming contaminated cannabis or things such as that, but the cannabis itself does not kill you. And the reason for that is that cannabis, uh, there are no cannabinoid receptors anywhere on your brain stem. Now, the brain stem is the part that usually of, of your brain regulates the things that need to keep going on an automatic basis, things like your heartbeat and your breathing. Uh, while opioids and even alcohol can affect this and can actually kill you by stopping these automatic responses, can cannabis mm -hmm. does not have receptors there and it will not kill you. Uh, yeah. You'll pass out long before you ever die, long, yeah. long before. Yeah. Okay. It, we does, it, it does give Sorry. you a limit. It does give you a limit you can hit while doing a, a, a session and a uh, and a, a hot box session, and you yeah. know they killed monkeys at that many pounds. <laughs> All right. All right. So just keep yourself okay, under that. You can only bring twelve hundred pounds a piece in here. <laughs> and make sure, yeah, just make 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 sure you crack a window if it gets a little bit too yeah. boxy. We, we know okay. this is how much you need because this is okay. when the monkey died. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's okay, it. that's eleven hundred ninety nine pounds. You better crack a window now. We can't have that much smoke in here. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah, we're all bigger. Than, we're all bigger than a you know a normal monkey, so we can add <laughs> add another pound. We'll be okay. Oh God, that's yeah. that's ridiculous, though, man. Twelve hundred pounds of cannabis. Who the heck even thought of this test? I mean, and, and they Snoop. say that. <laughs> oh, Snoop, yeah. oh, 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 bazinga! Gotcha. <laughs> Good one on there, though. 
But anyway, it is to- completely impossible to overdose on cannabis. Yes, you can you can green out, you can white out, you, you can get sick as a dog off of it. It's just like we talked about last week with our with our lube swallower. You know, you can you can be stoned for three days and, and lose half a week of your life, but it won't kill you. That's the good thing. And then we've talked many times about the racist origin of prohibition. Now, people know it's called a war on drugs, but you know, as some people may or may not know, the war on drugs was actually a war on skin color and ethnicity in the United States. And in the 1930, Harry Aslinger, the First Nations drug czar, uh, he duped Congress into heavily restricting cannabis across the nation. And this was a way to give them teeth so that it could go after certain people's you know, we've, we've talked many times about, I, I think I smell cannabis. That was basically what they were looking for is a, hey, it's illegal now. This is what we can use. And they also knew that it was common to, for certain groups of individuals. And in the States, it was common for black musicians and Hispanics. And I'm sorry if people consider this racist comment, but this is what I read to use cannabis back in the day in a very peaceful and normal way. So because it was used more by these people, it was used racistly as as a as a way to get things you know that's what it is and number four which i did not know this the u.s supreme court declared the first original cannabis uh, prohibition unconstitutional that was an interesting one for me Mm. in 1937 uh aslinger tried to uh to make it illegal and then a ruling came back by the supreme court and says you can't do that it's it's uh, it's it's totally normal. They they did not prohibit prohibit the cannabis outright. However, it created a bunch of red tape for anybody who wanted to cultivate, process, or sell. Yeah, cannabis. look, that whole marijuana tax stamp was it was it called something like that? Right? Yeah, tax stamps, man. I remember those back in the day. Now, and I used to laugh at them. And I actually had friends who had gone in and bought one. You could go into the post office and buy a, a marijuana stamp. They couldn't arrest you or anything, but they wanted them just because of how ridiculous it was. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. I have friends that used to always have one. They'd buy a bag of weed and they'd put a, they'd put their tax stamp in there in case they got stopped. They couldn't be. They, they, <laughs> how's that for ridiculous? Huh? <laughs> but yeah, if you, we do. Yeah, but I mean, also the things you know, the red tape. We know that Tommy Chong was thrown in, thrown in prison because, uh, figuratively, if you will, or, or you know, so symbolically is a better word for it, because he was selling drug paraphernalia, as mm-hmm. they called it. But these are the kind of things that they they did when the Supreme Court said you couldn't make it illegal. In 1969 ruling, the Supreme Court declared the Marijuana Tax Act was a violation of your rights. So in 1969, you no longer had to buy the tax stamp. And so to get around this in uh, a short time after that, because they could not declare it illegal, uh, Congress added it onto the Controlled Substance Act and that's where we've all been stuck ever since. Right, okay. Yeah. Stupidness one. It is stupidness right there. Now, this one got me a whole big, big time because I did was not aware of this one. But President Richard Nixon, the president who was credited for the quote unquote war on drugs in the early 1970, Congress was trying to decide whether to schedule cannabis in the Controlled Substance Act to get to the bottom of it. What what do we usually do? Research, right? Mm-hmm. So the Schaefer Commission was told to become the lar- do the largest, most extensive scientific research project on cannabis in the U.S. history. The report came back, essentially advising President Nixon to decriminalize cannabis. It was the most sensible course of action. 
So Nixon buried the 4,000 pages of the report and ignored of it completely. Course. Of course wow. he did. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> research has been done and paid for by the government and then buried by the government. And that's not the answer we were looking for. No, it's we want to make this illegal. We don't want to give it to everybody. Anything paid for by the government is paid by, paid by you, the taxpayer. Uh -huh. So you guys paid to have it buried. Essentially. No, we paid to have it done, and he buried it. Well, I guess you could say we paid to have it buried because we do pay the president's salary. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, no. it's ridiculous. So that was a vicious loop there, but yeah, all of that stuff was the biggest, most extensive report ever, and it got buried. Mm -hmm. You know, crazy stuff, man. Well, it's 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 similar thing happened here. They they had a a big inquiry. They called it the ICE inquiry, but it was basically for every every drug they were looking into uh, going through a health means rather than, um, you know, doing it as a, as a criminal thing. And every recommendation that came back was, was either legalized or decriminalized, uh, treated as a health issue because clearly prohibition doesn't work. Treating right. people, treating addicts like criminals doesn't work. It's been proven time and time and time and time again. Um, and out of about a hundred of these recommendations that came back from this um, this massive inquiry, nothing was done. Absolutely, like nothing. I think the only thing that was done was they was they went, oh, okay, yep, cool. So there's more research needed in this area and this area. It's like, come on, guys. You know, fair suck of the old sav. If it's yep. <laughs> if you if we've paid to have this done, they've given you recommendations and you're going to ignore it. What the fuck was the point? Mm -hmm. What did what did we spend all this money on you going in to, to do the same shit you were going to do anyway? What just to appease everybody who asked for it? I was just so that hoping they could cherry pick answers at the end of it. That's all. Yeah, but they didn't well, get well, the answers they wanted. So not when a reporter has you know the, the bottom line is don't do it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's it's pretty tough. You know, it's but, like here here's hundred k. Go and do a study and tell us what's wrong with cannabis, and they come back and be like. Yeah, I couldn't really find much, bro. Like, are you fucking well, sacked? <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, that's it. No, we're not going to take that report. We'll do another one. Mm -hmm. We'll get another guy. Oh, well, mm -hmm. what can you do? Yeah. Well, let's move Nothing on to number six. And number six here says the beauty of raw cannabis juicing. You know, uh, most of us who, who home grow and have been doing it for a while are, are, are might be aware that raw cannabis is actually edible and has, has many health benefits. So you can actually take those raw cannabis leaves, your, your uh, you know, anything you're trimming off, your fan leaves and any kind of tops and shoots like that, you can run them through the juicer and then you end up with a smoothies high in CBDA, THCA, CBCA and CBGA, CB, all, all, the, all the major and minor cannabinoids. I could sit there and list them all like that. I'm probably listed half of them wrong. But anyway, uh, <laughs> the main challenge of juicing your cannabis is access to, to uh, plant material. But you know what? If you're a high on homegrown, that means you probably at times have access to it. I've never done it. I'm not saying I wouldn't do it, but I don't have a juicer. So that, that's my big holdup on that one right there, though. I would actually like to use the whole plant and I'm starting to do more and more in that. Now I'm actually, I think uh, this last grow, I'm, I actually used the roots for something. So we'll see if that works out. Sweet. Interesting stuff though, man. Cool. Might as well use the whole plant if we can, you know, yeah, growing the right. thing. I've always done something with the leaves though. They're always in my compost pile and they get fed to the next crop. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But that's something wrong with like that. 
Number seven, scientific literature on cannabis. And Mackie, you'll appreciate this one because we know we all hear from politicians what? We need more research. Don't bring you know up that? them politicians. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's what you, you always hear this. We need more. Yes, we need more research would be great for cannabis, for everything. More research gives us more information. However, mm -hmm. cannabis research goes way back, man, way, way back. Uh, we have documents uh, in historic documents of cannabis use back through history. Uh, but, but if you want to even go into, let's say, the modern written history, cannabis use has, has pretty much been around as long as humans' written history has been around. So we have those that history down there. We also have more documents written about cannabis than we have on things like acetaminophen. Wheat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty, no, you know. Corn. At, <laughs> as of July 2022, the U.S. government uh, repository had uh, 29, over 29,000 peer-reviewed articles about cannabis. Wow. 29,000. So you, yeah, we don't have any research, just these 29,018 peer-reviewed articles. Wow. It's ridiculous, you know? You know? This crazy sentence at the, the last bit of this. Meanwhile, methamphetamine, uh, aka Ritalin and Concerta ADHD drugs, only has 9,817 studies in PubMed compared yeah. to the 29,000 that cannabis has. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy, man. It just... We've researched the heck out of it, but bubble hawk, you have, I think you hit it. I think you said it before. It's like the thing is, the research has not shown what they wanted it to show, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So th that research mustn't be any good, then. We got to cherry pick that one that makes, makes their point, not the general point that we've all been making that this mm -hmm. medicine is relatively benign and not going to harm, harm most people if it's, if it's used responsibly. Okay, let's move on to eight, which we all still know about. Lots of people are still arrested for cannabis. You know, even though people around the world look at the U.S. saying, "Okay, that's that's Valhalla. It's legal over there. It's not legal over here everywhere." And even even where it is "quote unquote" legal, it's still highly reg regulated, and you can still be arrested for violations related to cannabis. But I mean, come on, we're, we're not just a U.S. Uh, uh, podcast here we're worldwide mackie we know tons of people in the uk and australia over there bubble hot get arrested all the time for this medicine i mean it's mm -hmm. ridiculous we're persecuted like crazy yeah. you know easy targets and, and it's in the united states 91 percent of the arrests were for just simple possession you know hey you got a joint you're going to jail yeah that's yeah. ridiculous man they you were know, saying they were saying here not long ago that um, with drug dogs and things like that, that the majority of of, um, of arrests that stem from from sniffer dogs has been small amounts of cannabis, mm -hmm. and those and like sixty percent of the of the detections that were made by a drug dog turned out that they these people didn't have anything on them. So not only did they have nothing, they were then subjected to uh, to searches and illegally detained because a drug dog said, oh yeah, he smells nice. He might have something on him. No, and then he sat down because, you know, either that or he wanted a treat, wanted his toy, whatever. I mean, no, he's got a female dog at home. That's on heat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we it, had it a situation. Can... We had a situation over here. I, I reported on it not long ago about a, a bus full of uh, athletes getting stopped in yeah. Georgia. Uh -huh. And they oh, said, I remember oh, that story. The, dr the drug dog reacted. So we have to check the bus. Like you said, what did he do? Did he sit down? Did he flinch from a, from a fly? What did he do? Mm -hmm. yeah, so yeah. It, yeah. And you can make those dogs react by 
pressure on the lead or sound, whatever. So I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying all situations are going to be that way, but I don't trust them a hundred percent because of that. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's now, now they, they use it more to find currency and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like more, you know, people taking more currency on through, through customs and stuff than they've declared and all that. They, they tend not to really be looking for cannabis and that now, mm-hmm. uh, but it's, they're still, you know, <clears throat> if they're not training the dog for it, it's not going to essentially detect on it, Hopefully but it so, could yeah. still sit down next to someone because like they've got dank weed in their pocket and it smells well, because good. their handler has given a particular signal to do that. Yeah. That's it. Just that, you know, and, and knowing dogs and working around them for a very long time, it's not hard to teach a dog to just one simple little hand movement and to react yeah, to that It's when you teach movement. a dog a trick, you do it with hand movements as well as yeah. verbal commands so they can do it without the fucking your foot. You can, you can have it so you, the dog mm-hmm. knows if, if you tap your foot to sit right there. Right. Oh, so you're walking along. And the dog ain't got to sit down and be like, he told me to do that. <laughs> well, <it's laughs> you know? like, no, it's, it can be very subtle. I mean, that's why mm-hmm. I said I don't trust. I understand and I do agree that most police officers are going to do the right thing, but I just don't trust it because there are some that don't. And, mm. you know, and I guess I'll never trust it because of that. Why do those cannabis users have such an issue with trust? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> Let's not get it. That's another one for the after party. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Let's move on. Let's move. All right. Number nine, move. bad can- bad bad cannabis can make you sick. Now, we've been talking about this for, for the entire time. High on homegrown's been on the air. Uh, you know, don't smoke bad weed. And when you go out there and, and if you're buying street weed, stuff that's not regulated, usually... I would think that most legal weed, most because weed, there are exceptions. Legal, most legal weed is going to be safe because it should have been inspected, handled properly, and it should be very, very clean and very safe. However, we've had stories where government uh, sold medical marijuana, as they call it, comes tainted with mold. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you can't always guarantee that. So what do you do? You have to do one of two things. You better either know who's growing your weed, where it comes from, and do you trust them? Or better yet, grow your own because then you know everything that happened yep. to that stuff from the time it went into the ground to the time it's in your bowl ready to be sparked. Mm-hmm. So by all means, but yeah, moldy weed, uh, bad pesticides, bugs. There are many things on bad weed that can make you sick. But you know, if it's good, clean, healthy cannabis, it it won't make you sick in most cases, unless you have a weird, strange allergy or something like that. But in most cases, that's not a problem. Number 10, which we talk about frequently as well, THC potency does not equal quality. You know, okay, let's, let's go ahead and eat, eat, let's do the THC versus alcohol thing right here. You know, if, if THC potency equals alcohol by volume, if you want the most strongest and best cannabis by THC, then I'm going to walk into the liquor store and I'm going to tell them to set me up with a bottle of that 190 proof because that's got to be the best. Mm-hmm. But that ain't the best. You know, you're not going to have the best mm-hmm. ride there. You're not going to have the best experience there. You're just going to get drunker faster kind of thing like that. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what we talk about all the time. It's not just the THC in the bud that is going to be your ticket right there. The minor, the minor cannabinoids, what's the CBD, the CBG, the CBN, all these minors that are in there, they're going to oh wait, and hitch to that, that molecule and turn your mind around a little bit. And then the entourage effect by this beautiful terpenes all there, the smell the flavors all that stuff adds to your experience the best Mm -hmm. cannabis is going to be the best cannabis for you it's not going to be the highest 
there is no one best cannabis. That's, I mm. guess, where I need to go with this. Your best experience is going to be the, from, from the cannabis that you find hits all those high points, you know, the mm -hmm. best flavor, yeah. the best smell, the, 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 can, the cannabinoids that give you just that sweet spot, whether you want to be energetic or you want to be relaxed or you want to be socially less awkward, whatever it is, but it's not going to just be the highest THC. So if, if you're buying your cannabis or you're buying your seeds, don't just buy because it's the highest THC on the market. Consider other things in there. From real cannabis kind of connoisseurs, I would say I would recommend look at the terpene profiles because that's yeah. for me that's where the ride is right there mm -hmm. the terpenes. Yeah, yeah, half of it's opening that bucket and getting a face full of terps. You know, that's uh, for me. I find anything I really like the smell of, I generally like the taste of, um, and it makes the whole experience better. Yeah, so. it does. When when you have the terpenes to a level like so, when you open the jar and then when you take that butt out and you're breaking it before you grind it and it releases those oils and oh man that's the best part of the experience in my opinion right there really mm. high terpy weed good good stuff when you get to grind it and handle it and work with it just even before you spark it it's yeah. an experience i mean good you get i'm halfway high just thinking about it right there yeah <laughs> i'm sitting here contemplating opening buckets just so i can sniff them oh yeah it's i think you know a home grower that that's something we all treasure right there is that aroma you know that that waft as you open your tent or open and you, or a cured jar or something like that but like i said these are kind of basic things to some people who've been growing for a while but i like i said i bet you there's a lot of people out there in our audience that didn't know all of this and this is all mm -hmm. basic stuff that we want people to understand cannabis is not as bad as they're telling you this is all basic stuff here cannabis is not mm -hmm. a, an evil thing people so not for yeah, everybody good story not to shit you. in there it was a good good uh article for discussion you know we can talk about some of that shit as we go through yep we will so we got some forum and podcast news as well we'll quickly move on to that we want to say uh congratulations to steve rays now from potent ponics the podcast you know you should all know that one growing with the fishes uh -huh. uh, he is joining forces with breeder steve and he's going to go and grow in thailand on behalf of breeder steve in breeder steve's uh grow place so Awesome. Congrats, bro. Fucking super yeah. cool. Nice step for both both guys, man. Congratulations to both Steves is what I wrote on Instagram. <laughs> Steve and Steve. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, man, congrats. That's a super cool, you know, a combination of forces. You're going to do pretty well in Thailand there. Mm. So smash it, lads. Smash it. And then you have some news there, Monkey, right? Yeah. And, you know, this actually has one more, actually like six more hours to go on this on this poll or something like that. But, you know, I think I was going to go ahead and just announce it today because it looks like we have a landslide winner this month, the plant of the month. And this would be Woody's very own uh, first soil grown plant that's in the Sprague. I mean, it looked like we had a pretty fair competition going up there until all of a sudden Woody slams this thing in there. And you know what? My jaw dropped. I'm like, my gosh, <laughs> I didn't think about this one, but you yeah. got to give it to the guy. He's so far ahead. I honestly don't think there is a way possible anybody could catch him if we gave it two more weeks, you know, one of those no things like that. Damn, well so done, I will Woody. congratulate cool. him as, as plant of the month winner. Congratulations, Woody. Well done. Uh, drop me a safe address and we'll get you some beans uh, out there and uh, get, get your bling up. Nice. Congratulations, man. Congrats, bro. Well done. And well thanks done. for everybody else who uh, entered the comp. We definitely appreciate it. I thought everybody uh, did really well. There are only two mm. plants that didn't get votes. That would be mine was one of them. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Unlucky. Bro. 
<laughs> well, when I saw that big bus to drop in there, I said, that's it. I'm done. You, know? should, you should have just deleted your entry. <laughs> yeah. Only don't play that, man. You know, I put it in the thread. It has to go up. It's okay. Silent, silent I enjoy bad, showing yeah. my stuff off anyway. It's good, man. So a couple more weeks, everybody. So make sure you enter for the next one. And then yes. you, you yeah. might be able to win the next plan of the month. And Ooh, win some beans to see too. if I have a plan I can enter this month. Uh, due to Martin as he's oh congratulations due to Martin as his partner is pregnant. Nice. Hey. Thanks for letting us know, John. Congrats, Martin. Yeah. That's Congrats, Martin Condon and everybody from Martin's World Podcast. If you haven't checked that shit out yet, then make sure you do check it out. That guy's a legend. But congratulations to him. That's very cool. Yeah. Man. That's awesome. Nice. Nice. Martin's a good guy, man. I always like to hear that he's doing well. That's very cool. Mm. So, yeah, any more news to add there? Uh, there is a forum update coming up soon because all the software is ready and shit. But it's, uh, we have a big site and it's going to be a big thing to change everything over. There'll be bugs. So I'm going to leave it for about a month, another three weeks or so, and then check on what bugs have been killed and if there's anything else that needs fixing. And then I should be able to upgrade the forum to the new software. Which is super cool, man, because they've got this this new feature on the on your own profile page where you can add a cover picture and you can follow people like they were friends, you know that kind of thing. Ah. It's pretty cool, and you'll get alerts when they post things. That's very it's very sweet. But that's all coming soon in about a month. You know, it's all ready to go. We just want to make sure that there's no bugs that that's gonna fuck us over. I would rather wait and get no bugs, man. Exactly, honestly. mate. Exactly, exactly. Let them do their things. Let them develop as they yeah. do. They are devs. Uh, you guys not, out there in Radio fan. World would, wouldn't appreciate a, a stressed out Mackie when the site's not working. No, no, definitely <laughs> not. I'm not. I'm not a fan of bugs. I know the host way. doesn't like it very much. <laughs> 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 yeah, but, you know the site's supposed to be up 24 seven, and it usually is. So make sure you go and visit PersiesGrowing.com if you're not already a member. But I think that's all the news. Have we got anything else we want to cover? Anything else? That's all I got. And that's all. That's And there we go, everybody. That was this week's Cannabis News and Events. Don't forget, if you see any news stories throughout the week that you'd like us to cover on next week's show, then you can email them to highonhomegrown at gmail.com or you can find me, Monkey, and Bubblehawk over on persysgrowroom.com where you can send us a message. But that's it for the news and events this week. We also have an interview coming up on Wednesday and we're back with the Grow Guides on Friday. So we're back to a normal schedule now. We had the week off, so there wasn't any episodes last week but now there'll be three episodes a week again just for you guys so i hope you enjoy it. i hope you enjoy the episode that's going to come out and as usual thank you very much for downloading and listening to the show and thanks to those guys who also join us on the live show on sunday nights as well it'd be good to see everybody over there at some point uh but yes thank you for downloading i hope you enjoyed uh it would be awesome if you could share the show with a friend or you could share it on social networks if you can you know don't put yourself under any unnecessary risk but this is how the show grows, is by you guys sharing it with friends. So if you can do that, that would be massively appreciated. But for now, that's it. This has been High and Homegrown News and Events. And we'll catch you on Wednesday for the interview. Stay high and stay safe, everybody. We'll see you then. Goodbye.